first mistake people make around relationship is the mistake of prophetic manipulation. People prophesy them into uh, marriage and say, hey, for me, the way you are looking, I can see the face of brother Jonah on you. And you have no incline, no like, no affiliation, nothing. The brother is going to Nineveh, you are going to Tashish. But they bring the both of you together and say, because you will have shipwreck. Most people have allowed prophets, strange prophets from the pit of hell, prophesy them into marriage. They have married somebody that should have been their mentee. The girl ought to be mentoring the boy, but the prophet said that's the husband. You know what I'm saying? So the mistake of prophetic manipulation. Let me say this to you. In the book of Genesis chapter number 2, God looked at Adam when he was walking and God said it is not good for a man to be alone. God did not first bring a prophet to come and now bring Eve to Adam. God created her from his side and made her pass and left him for recognition. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So I have seen people, let me give you this in um, in year 2010, no 2011, no 2010, I was in my hostel, then some ladies, about five of them, one of them called me, Just I was mentoring just one of them, I said, Pastor, are you at home? I said, yes. So she called me, and then she came with about four other ladies, and then they brought names, somebody has five names, Somebody have four names. Somebody has six names. And they were saying, Pastor, please help us pray. Which of these guys is our husband? So I looked at them and I said, you believe I hear God? They said, yes. So I said, the first thing God is saying, I should tell all of you, is that you should squeeze all these names in your hand. Squeeze it very well. Say squeeze. They thought I was going to prophesy something. They said, squeeze it again. They said, squeeze. Then pick those names and throw them inside the dustbin outside and leave my house. I'll call you when I'm ready. Then they did that. And then they left. So I was praying. I knelt down. I was praying. Then the Lord instructed me to go and meet them. And I, I called them that they should gather in one place. I was coming to meet them. So when I went to meet them, um, I talked to them. That number one, for a lady to have the name of five, six guys that she's dating, she's not born again. If you are listening to me now and you have about three, four people that you are sampling to see which of them yeah, somebody said two now. He's talking from experience. So to see which of them is good. You know what I'm saying? You are not born again. Because you are leading about five, four people on. For your own personal greedy motives. Then, you know, as I was talking to those girls, I asked them. I told, the Lord spoke to me. And said to me that I should ask them. That they've gone to meet another prophet somewhere before they came. So I asked them, the Lord said you've gone to meet a prophet somewhere before you came. So he said, yes, pastor, it's true. And then as I was leading them in prayer, the Lord gave me one after the other. You know, I didn't even check. I didn't even know the names they wrote inside those stops. But the Lord, by the operation of the prophetic, gave me one after the other, the name that the prophet gave to all of them. So as I was talking to them, I said, the Lord is showing me now that they give to somebody here, Banji. said, yes. The Lord is saying again, they give to somebody here something, something, something. He said yes. Hey! One of the names the prophet gave to those girls, they discovered that the guy is a pastor, but discovered that he buried somebody inside his church. But the prophet said, he belongs to God. Because all these prophets will always have something to say. You get what I'm saying? So don't carry your destiny to a place that somebody will inject the wrong things inside. They will tell you all the time they have something to say. Your wedding is going to be glorious, but don't make noise. What's your definition of noise? Because the first miracle of Jesus was at a wedding they made noise. Hey! They will always find something. You know, I have another bitter experience that this woman knew that this man, you know, was coming around alive, but she was not really, she was not interested at all. But the prophet of the mother said that's her husband. The prophet was insisting that except God has not called him. If you are a man of God, listening to me, don't prophesy people into wedding, into marriage. He said, she's, he's very sure that except God has not called him, this is the woman's husband. So, the woman had to gullibly follow the prophet. You know what I'm saying? So, after they got married, on their wedding night they fought, about four months into the wedding, the man left, but she was already pregnant. He never showed up again until three days after she gave birth. 
And when he appeared, because she had some complications, when he appeared in the hospital, you know what I'm saying? He still tried to slap her, then mistakenly eat the baby, and the baby went into coma. You know what I'm saying? Then after the whole naming ceremony, no, there was no naming ceremony because the child was almost lifeless. So he was around for like some weeks again, and then he left. He never came back for like another two years. But yet a prophet said they should marry. I can count number of people. I have another person like that. That a prophet told her on campus that one man from Dubai is her husband. The man came to Nigeria, married her, then went back to Dubai two weeks after the wedding. By that time she was already pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So when he left two weeks after the wedding, he never came back till the child was three years old. If you don't want to make costly mistakes, don't let prophets push you into a wrong marriage. You have the spirit of God for yourself. In the book of Romans 8 verse 14, the Bible said, as many as are led by the spirit of God are what? The sons of God. So the Holy Ghost is within you to lead you. Pray for yourself. Pray. Ask God, is this your will for me? Is this the Messiah or should I expect somebody else? Is somebody following what I'm saying here? So don't, don't fall to the trap of liars and false prophets. In Matthew 24, Jesus was speaking to the disciples. He said, in the last days, false prophets shall arise. False prophets shall what? Arise and false teachers. In the book of 1 Timothy 4 from verse 1, the Bible said, the spirit now speaketh expressly that in the later times some shall depart from faith, giving it to seductive spirit and doctrine of devils. Meaning that people will seduce you away from the will of God for your life out of sweet mouth, sweet talking. If you are looking for prophet up and down, I will tell you who your husband is. It is a sign that your prayer life is dead. It is also a sign that you are lazy. Because you can pray and seek God for yourself. You know, people don't hear God about various aspects of their life and they expect that suddenly about marriage they will hear God. Before we can trust that what you are hearing is correct, you must have heard him about various areas of your life. You must hear him when he's saying go into a retreat. You must hear him when he's saying study your Bible. You must hear him when he's speaking to you through the things you are reading. You have never heard God just now that you're about getting married. You say God is speaking. Now that's a dangerous way to hear. You get what I'm saying now? So a young man came to me also in church in year 2012 and say, Pastor, I like this girl. So I don't argue. So I asked him, why do you like her? He said, Pastor, because she comes to church all the time. And I said, even the devil comes to church all the time. In Job chapter number one, as the children of God will present themselves before God, then commit the devil also amongst them. The same girl he saw then is no longer in church now. You get what I'm saying now? So you must be careful of the thing. Don't let anyone prophesy you into marriage. So, People in this category are those who are afraid. Those who are lazy. Those who can seek God for themselves. Hallelujah. The mistake of marrying under pressure. Second mistake. Hey. Marrying under pressure. You know, people in this category, um, many things could be the pressure. So I'm going to, like I said, I'll be as practical as possible. You get what I'm saying? That a girl got pregnant for a guy is not the proof that that's her husband. You will just become a baby mama. Sometimes you have, you have been pregnant for a fool. Let him go. So your life will not be messed up. You know what I'm saying now? Nothing. You see, I've noticed that whenever you're under pressure, you will not manifest wisdom. Yeah, wisdom is rarely manifested under pressure. Anybody who can put you under pressure can manipulate you. Yeah. It's the truth. You know what I'm saying? When people sub you to pressure they will be able to manipulate you well so don't marry under pressure um there is another part to this which is the third one which is the mistake of setting a benchmark but as far as pressure is concerned pre- family pressure societal pressure you know what i'm saying church pressure whenever they see you ah sister t but if i marry by you know what i'm saying you should tell them that they are made to die you to when will you die you get what I'm saying now? Ah, brother, Lekon, you know, ah, you just got a new car. So when is a wife coming? You need to ask them that the proof that a man is ready for marriage is it a car? Because sometimes you rush into something you are not ready for. Because people are always asking you, when are you getting married? And majority of those mommies that ask those questions, they are not pushing their own children to marriage. Oh. You get what I'm saying now? Sometimes they have children that are older than you that are not married. 
but they will come to you and it's about two, three years younger and they'll be asking you, when are you getting married? So don't fall to the trap of doing things under pressure. Don't be pressurized. I've always shown you the story of Dina. In Genesis 34 verse 1, the Bible says that Dina went out to see daughters of the land and she was defiled. Don't marry because of emotional pressure, sexual pressure. You know, you feel that something wants to boss, something wants to boss. So you say, I must marry somebody. Hey! You get what I'm saying? You will marry your enemy. Listen. Hold on. Don't marry because you feel like having sex. Deal with sexual urge before you marry. Because the fellow you want to marry is not a sex machine. True or not true? Yeah. Now, you people are not answering me. Hello? You people are about getting married. True or not true? Okay, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, <laughs> there was a girl, a marriage like that in Ife. This marriage took place in the year 2012. Many serious things happened those years. Many serious things. This girl was about marrying this guy, but they warned her that this guy is not a good guy. He said, I will marry him. I like him. The same way Samson told the mother that this girl is fair to look upon. Marry her for me. Hey. So, <laughs> the guy, the bachelor's eve, he slept in the beer parlor. He forgot with his friends. Like the, you know, I told you the story of the madman of Gadara. That he stays in the tomb amongst dead people. Who are dead people? Those who are lost in the trespasses of sin. So, Friday to Saturday, he slept off in the beer parlor. So, around 8.45 a.m. Somebody, hey, hey, you will not wake up. You know what I'm saying? So, it was his wedding morning. So, he jumped up and then took bike to the house. He walked, he didn't bath. He poured water on his head. You know what I'm saying? Then wore the shirt. He didn't even button well. He was buttoning on the bike. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, wore the suit on top. He didn't brush his teeth. It's a true life story. When he got to the church, he was looking worse than the gate man. So he, 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 he went there. They already knew the kind of person he was. You know what I'm saying? And the girl was waiting at the altar, smiling, ready to marry a goat. Because marriage altar doesn't change anybody. If you lead a goat there, it remains a goat. True or not true? Yeah. The fact that you exchange ring doesn't mean anybody will change. As a matter of fact, you begin to experience peace in marriage when you learn acceptance, not change. So, they gave the guy after they have exchanged ring, they said you may kiss the bride. They said no, there's no need. When they finished signing the wedding, the oath, he folded it and put it in his back pocket. You get what I'm saying? So, we knew that this girl had carried her own pressure. Sometimes you will see that this fellow is clearly a wrong fellow. But because people are putting you under pressure, you said you must say no to pressure. Is somebody follow what I'm saying now? Yeah. So, marrying under pressure is the easiest way to marry your enemy. The third mistake is the mistake of setting a benchmark for marriage. Setting benchmark. You know, somebody is saying that as a man, you know, I must marry before I'm 30. I must marry before I am um, before I am so and so. People just have different things. And look of Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 and 12. The Bible says that God makes everything beautiful in the time and what? Season. Don't try to call forth something when you are not in the season. You get what I'm saying now? Once the devil sees that you have set a benchmark, he will arrange those who are not going your direction to come around that benchmark. And they will come looking like what you want. The fact that you want a woman doesn't mean you need her. You might be marrying a good girl but a bad woman. Or a good boy but a bad man. You get what I'm saying now? So there's no benchmark. And let me quickly speak to those who feel they are growing above um, the societal age. Because we need to be honest that society has pressure. True or not true? Gives pressure. In church, um, in the place of work, particularly all this Valentine period, if you notice that you check people's status and it's just husband and wife everywhere, and you don't close the status and put Jesus on your own. You get what I'm saying? Be looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You get what I'm saying now? So the fact that people are getting married is not a proof that you are in your own season. God makes everything beautiful in his time and what? Season. God makes everything beautiful in his time and what? Season. 
Amen. So, there is no benchmark. Pay attention to what the Spirit of God is saying and let God lead you. Amen. Alright. The fourth mistake is the mistake of premarital sex. The mistake of premarital sex. I want to show us the scripture. Hebrews 13 verse 4 Hebrews 13 verse 4 Hebrews 13 verse 4 And I believe this scripture will really help us The Bible said marriage is honorable in all With bed undefiled But warmongers and adulterers go to the judge Sexual intercourse outside marriage is defined as fornication. Amen. To engage in sexual intercourse outside marriage is what fornication. Now let me let me be as um, let me be blunt. Sexual intercourse outside marriage is an event, but it is sponsored by several other invisible events. One of the events that sponsors sexual intercourse outside marriage. Is unguarded communications. You know, statement like, I can't wait to have you. You ask, is it like a Sarah? I can't wait to finally touch every part of your body. You get what I'm saying? You you dare not open the chat of some people's relationship chat. I, 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 and when they come to church, they are just hey, but you go on the WhatsApp, you are shocked. Even the devil is afraid. Because you are waking up love early. You are telling each other things. You see, you are chatting and you are having erection. That tells you that the devil is on your matter. True or not true? Amen? Some, you know, the girl too. The guy is just talking and then they are, they are exciting each other. And that's when people get into sex chat. You know what I'm saying? Send me the picture of your bonbon. Send me the picture of your breast. Send me the picture of your... They, they send different kind of things. You know, I, I saw during this coronavirus outbreak, this day in door, a girl was saying, I'm bored. I, I'm tempted to send nudes to Facebook. Hey! Because the guy you are showing your bomb bomb, he will eventually still move on and marry another girl who has covered her own bomb bomb. True or not true? You are, you are quiet. Am I touching some, something strong? Hey! The mistake of sexual immorality, sexual impurity. You know, some people, they, after their wedding, there's no more honeymoon because the honey is gone. And they can't even get to the moon. So that's why they start fighting. You know, just after wedding. Because they've been in honeymoon four years before the wedding. You get what I'm saying now? They've been everywhere. All the methods they've seen. If you are listening to my voice now and then you are in a relation that leads you to bed, not to the altar, you must break up tonight. You get what I'm saying? And then you have been led to different places. Let me show you what the Bible said about you. Proverbs 7. Let me show you. There is a word for you in the Bible. Proverbs 7. If you are there, say amen. Now, verse 22. He goeth after her straightway as an ox going to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, and as a bird is near to the snare. And he knoweth not that this is for his life. Hearken now unto me, therefore, O ye children. And attend to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart decline to her ways, nor go astray in her path. For she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. A house is the way to hell, going down the chamber of death. You know, righteousness is to, to walk in righteousness is to have peace. There are many. Listen, you are always checking every time you have missed your period. Are you pregnant? You see, you don't have peace. You don't have peace. You call him. Hey, baby, I've missed my period. <laughs> you got what I'm saying? Then luckily you discover that it's, it's just delayed. You got what I'm saying? Then another month again. Hey, baby, I've not seen this thing. You won't have peace. You won't have peace. You know, somebody can be the will of God for your life and you still destroy each other. 
The fact that somebody is the will of God doesn't mean it's totally sealed. You might mess up each other's future if you are not wise. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So the mistake, sexual perversion or sexual immorality is a mistake. Some people have done everything. The only thing they've not done is sex. They've kissed. They've seen everything. You know what I'm saying? He has pulled the clothes. You know what I'm saying now? She knows everything and he knows everything. Hey! When they are going back from church, they will still kiss. When they are in the cinema, they will still do all those things. You know, the way you are doing your face, I will still say the things I should say. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. People do all those things. And I've noticed that the things that God tells us to stay away from, they are for our own good. They are for our own good. Amen. Um, I attended a brother's wedding. Um, a brother. Far away brother. You know what I'm saying? So when it was time for the pastor to say that husband and wife should kiss, they have rehearsed this style. So I was wondering, hey, how did you guys do this rehearsal? They've, they've known different kind of styles. So do. Don't be a crook. If you have not been officially joined together, stay away. You know, I love this um, stay home kind of thing. Because many weddings will be postponed. Only for us to discover that the girl is already three months pregnant. Hey. Hey, he said, We've not done the wedding, but stomach is already coming out. There's no peace for the wicked. So stay away from fornication. Flee sexual sins. You know, for all other sins, the Bible said that we should resist the devil. But when it came to youthful law, it said you should flee. Let me say this to you if you try to use marriage to solve the problem of fornication, you will only graduate from a fornicator to an adulterer. Because you will get married and discover that the woman cannot satisfy you, or the man cannot. Anybody who cheat God. Who cheat on God with you will cheat on you with another woman or another man. It's simple. So both of you are boycotting God now, but later you boycott each other. You know what I'm saying? So in premarital sex, there's one other foolish mistake people make. That's the attempt to use sexual intercourse to keep a man. You know what I'm saying? People try to say, you know, every time he asks for sex, I will give it to him. You know, you are giving him, is that the fruit of the spirit? Are you giving him the Holy Ghost? I will give him just to make sure he stays. At the end of the day, he will still go because it doesn't keep a man. For a man, it is a biological obligation, not a sign of commitment. You hear what I'm saying now? So don't fall to that trap of using sexual um, of using sex to try to keep a man. Amen. It doesn't keep any man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, and we need we need to really talk to ourselves. Because many people who don't look like it in church, they are staunch addicts to sex. You get know what I'm saying? You go behind, tell pastor, I'm coming here, I've gone to the, and then you go to the house of a boy. You get know what I'm saying? You'll be there for two weeks. As we are speaking now, you know there was a time I was speaking, some people are currently in the house of different kind of guys. Hey. And they have, they, they've exposed their body to be afflicted by the almost die when there's breakup because they've given something they can't talk about. You get what I'm saying now? So until marriage, you must make a commitment that no to sex. Don't say no to sex and say yes to kissing. Because that's the high way to get there. You get what I'm saying now? Say kissing, I don't know, but sex, no. You get what I'm saying? You must know the both. And then the issue of sexual purity cannot be made by one person. The decision cannot be made by one party. It must be made by the two. Two cannot work together except they agree. Hallelujah. So the premarital sex is a big mistake. It can land you in many kind of trouble. It will teach you on how to. Bible says that he that covers his sins shall not prosper. So people learn to cover their sins and do many things to hurt their own body. You know, many people have died in the process of trying to abort. I remember a young girl that was rushed to the clinic in Ife. The guy gave her pills. She was bleeding uncontrollably, and it disappeared, and she died. Hallelujah. The fifth mistake people make in a relationship is the mistake of keeping God out of the equation. The mistake of keeping God out of the equation. Anything God is not the alpha, it can't be the omega. Revelation 1 verse 18. Jesus is alpha, omega. 
If you remove him from the beginning, don't, don't expect him to come suddenly when you have, you know, destroyed yourself. In the book of Mark chapter number 4, when the disciples were trying to cross over to the other side, you got what I'm saying? And Jesus was in the, in the boat with them. He came out from where he was sleeping and rebuked the wind and said, Peace! Be still. Because he was on the boat. He was on the boat. You know, look up. This, this, this funny mistake of making the mistake of not having altar. There must be an altar. Family altar is not automatic. If there's no relationship altar, there can't be family altar. True or not true? Yes. That nature of making sure that there is a day set apart to fast and pray. And if this, if you set a day apart to fast and pray, and you are the one boycotting that day, it means you are the one that the enemy will be striking through all the time. Because the one who is not running under God will be used by the enemy. You know, the way um, I've said some things. Hallelujah. You know, if two people don't teach themselves to run to God, when the enemy comes to strike, they will fight each other when they should fight the devil. Marriage is with the purpose of kingdom advancement. You hear what I'm saying? And the enemy resists anything that represents Jesus. One of the best things to do in the relationship is to have the culture of praying together. Because prayer is one of the things that guarantee that there will be no divorce. Yeah. You know, if every night I know that I have to kneel down, and I learned that principle from Pastor here at the boy. I have to kneel down and pray to God with my wife. It means nobody will ever sleep in this house with grudges. Because we have to agree together to pray. You get what I'm saying? So prayer. When people remove God from the equation, they will enjoy themselves. But in the day of their trouble, God too will be missing. Call unto God when he's near. Draw near to him. Hallelujah. So, you are in a relationship, everything is sweet now. The guy is taking you out to go and enjoy yourself. Make sure you go together to church to pray. Make sure you have retreat. Make sure there are times to pray. And invest in prayer. Because there are many things that God will show you ahead. You don't just physically prepare for marriage. You spiritually prepare. Hallelujah. Prayer. So, taking God away from the equation is a costly mistake. And it costs people their future, usually. The sixth mistake is the mistake of going against the will of God. Going against the will of God. You know, let me let me show let me share something with you. Many years ago, I was beginning to like a girl, and um, I just noticed that whenever I get to church, ah, I'm always looking at her direction, sister so and so and so. Ah, what kind of thing is this? You know, because to your own self, you have to be true. And um, whenever she's not in church, I notice I'm sad. I, so I had to confess to myself that this is beyond pastoral care. What I'm saying now is about seven years ago. You know what I'm saying now? So I said, this is not just pastoral care. This is something entirely different. So I had to go and wait upon the Lord and ask God, this girl that I'm beginning to like, Father, in your mercy, please show me what she will look like in the next ten years. I'm telling you. God showed me by his mercy. Now I will not pray that kind of prayer. I will pray another kind. But by his mercy, he showed me and um, what I saw did not look like where I was going with my life. Another time, God told me, he said, the girl you are praying about is a good girl, but not a good woman. Sometimes the will of God is clearly defined, but you follow after your own laws and covetousness. So you will destroy yourself. Anything, you see, the idea of this is to help you set a structure. Set the structure that anything that is not the will of God, you will run away from it. Anything that will make God not happy, you will avoid it totally. Anything that God will look down from heaven and feel disappointed in me when I do, I will just totally avoid it because God is still the one who is in charge of my life. Hallelujah. So it is a very costly mistake to leave God out of the equation or to despise the will of God. And that's the seventh um, mistake. Amen. So the eighth mistake is the mistake of being trapped in the past. The mistake of being trapped in the past. Trapped in the pain of your parents' marriage that didn't work well. Trapped in the pain that somebody caused you. Because if you don't heal from your wounds, you will bleed on those who didn't cut you. Is somebody following what I'm saying now? 
If you don't heal from your wounds, you will bleed on somebody who didn't hurt you. So many people are so good on holding on to the past. If God has moved on from something, you must learn to move on. Sometimes it is holding on to guilt. You know, that um, I've done something in the past and I don't feel worthy of, you know, the will of God and all those things. Romans 8 verse 1 says that there is now therefore no more condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. You got what I'm saying now? So there is now no more, no more condemnation. I am not glued to the past. Your parents' marriage is not your marriage. If they didn't do it well, you have learned from the mistakes they made. Sometimes the only way to repeat their mistakes is not to forgive them or to be trapped in the fear of what you saw. You know, fear has a way of creating what you fear. Job said, what I feared greatly has finally come. Mean that if the enemy wants to afflict a man, he check his fears. The fear suggests to him the area the man will feel the pain. You get what I'm saying now? Fear of being trapped in the past. You know, you love a guy before, but he broke your heart. But you still love him. And somebody is here who is loving you. Because as I'm saying this, I'm saying this prophetically about somebody. Somebody is now here who is everything God wants for you. But the bad one who broke your heart earlier in the past now came and he's still a player. But you are trapped in that past because he buys you cheese balls. So you leave this one and then pursue after that one. That's a mistake. You are trapped in the past. You are trapped in the past. Amen. You are trapped in what? In the past. There's something very similar to it but are not the same. And that's the that's the night mistake. And that's the mistake of resurrecting old flames. Old flames. Old flames. You know what I'm saying? And there are people that whenever they want to we are praying about who to marry. Their heart is only open towards somebody that God they have once loved before. Their heart is not open towards new people. They don't even trust God enough that God can bring somebody new. You know what I'm saying? Into their life. They are not really like that. Just people that have loved in primary school, in secondary school. You know what I'm saying? Old flames. You know, old flames even speak in people's marriages. That a man is married and then his old girlfriend that they lost contact suddenly started living in their neighborhood. If care is not taken, they go back and start committing adultery. Or a girl is now serious with a guy, but one old guy that left for, you know, one country or the other, left for Burundi or left for Zimbabwe, you know what I'm saying? Or Katwe, you know what I'm saying? And then the guy came around now. And then the guy that, she, that has been with her loyally for two years is no longer relevant. They will chase vanity and come back with nothing. You get what I'm saying now? You know, there are people in church who are tongue speaking but needs to be trained again and again because they are weak emotionally. They are very weak. If any, if any man should hang his destiny around them as the state that they are, the guy is finished because all the guy needs to be to be destroyed or for her to break his heart. You know what I'm saying? It's for somebody she used to like one time. Even if that one is like a chimpanzee that you know, goes around and destroying things. If it comes, she would leave anybody for that guy. There are people whose spirit has been saved but their soul needs to be renewed. Old flames. Old friendship. The fact that somebody used to date in secondary school now lives around is not the proof that he's your husband. Don't say this is the proof I've been waiting for. And sometimes there are good people when you used to know them but now a lot has happened to them. They are no longer as good as you think. You need to open your eyes and let God lead you well. Old flames. Don't resurrect them. Then the tenth one is what I call the red flag mistake. The red flag mistake. So I break it, I broke it into two. The red flag mistake. Number one, the first part is ignoring red flags. Ignoring red flags. The second one is making the red flag the only flag. Red flag mistakes. Life is designed in such a way that anything anybody will become, they will begin to show you gradually. Anything anybody will become. You will begin to see traces that they have tendencies of doing this. You must always check for people's tendencies. And that's why you must not accept that your spouse is very calm. You must shake the tree and see the kind of food that will fall. Hey, you got what I'm saying? Shake the tree. But when you are shaking the tree, don't break the tree. You got what I'm saying? <laughs> shaking the tree is not from breaking the tree. Hey, you got what I'm saying? Shake the tree. The guy always come every time and just say, Sister, can we just pray? You know, hallelujah. 
Glory to God. You know, Sister Rose, you know, I just, I, I just, I, I believe. Amen. You know where God is taking us to in life. Glory to God. Hey, go, go late intentionally for the appointment 20 minutes late. Then see. Because the brother was saying, Glory to God. can say, You know what? I'm Sister James. I, you know, um, I, I've been meaning to tell you, Sister. It's like, you know, you are, you are behaving like one of the foolish women that the Bible describes. Hallelujah. You know, it's still using hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a time is coming, you will remove the hallelujah and then change to pidgin English. Sister, you will like say something in the wrong girl. You know, shake the tree. Red flags are, you know, love is blind, they say, but they say marriage opens his eyes. But love is blind, blind if you take your heart on the journey and leave your head behind in a relationship that will be God, you must take both the heart, the head, and the spirit into it. Hallelujah. You know, so there are red flags. Somebody showing red flags. She came around. You know, she, she, she came with her friend and saw where you are living. You know what I'm saying? And to her, it was not up to her taste. And then she started comparing with somebody and then start, you know, abusing you. No longer respect you. That's a red flag. It shows that this fellow has a gold digging. Digger. Gold. You know what I'm saying? He's a gold digger. And there are also men who are gold diggers too. They are looking for rich men's children. They are not ready to do anything. Just somebody will come and sponsor. You, you, you know what I'm saying now? Yeah. So, the mistake, the, the red flag mistake, the second one is making the red flag the only flag. These people are, they are critical people. The only thing they will see are the things you don't know how to do. You know, all, all the goodness you have done, they will not remember. The day you took them out, they will not. The day you were good, the day you were punctual, they will never have any day of appraisals that they praise you well and say you have done something nice. Thank you is not in their dictionary. I love you is not in their own diary. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is that you didn't do this well. You know, this one you are not doing this well. They nag. You know what I'm saying? Nagging is like using armor on somebody's head to try to cure headache. You are eating somebody with armor and say, I want to cure your headache. That's what nagging does. It doesn't bring, make anything fine. Hallelujah. So, the red flags you are seeing are not the only flag. Everybody has red flags. If you are living in fear, you will make red flag the only flag. You see 101 reasons why the relationship will not work. You are pessimistic. You get what I'm saying? Because if Jesus too should look at our own red flag, we will never be married to him. True or not true? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, the 11th mistake here. 11th mistake is the mistake the f- mistake of fear of marriage because of the bad ones you have seen fear of marriage fear of marriage fear of marriage you have seen so many marriages that have shown to you the reasons why marriages may not work hallelujah glory to God I want to show you a scripture God speaking to Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter number 1 you know God had to tell Joshua in Joshua chapter number 1 alone 4 times that fear not be of good courage be strong and be of good courage be strong and be of good courage marriage is a journey for the courageous everywhere you get to there are marriages that are working well and there are marriages that are not working if the ones you have seen are the ones that are not working change your environment to see the ones that are working amen is somebody what I'm saying now it is not every man that beats his wife it is not every woman that is rude to her husband. You get what I'm saying? So there are marriages that are working. God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. But of what? Love and of sound mind. If God has said this is the fellow he has ordained for you, you must believe that God is not foolish. He knows what he's doing. Everything needed for your life to be sweet, God has provided and sent in that fellow. So my God, I'm saying now. Yeah. So there's no need for fear. At the end of the day, our fears doesn't exist. They don't, they don't exist. The fear of, will this fellow satisfy me sexually? Will this fellow do the right thing to do? Will the home be peaceful? Will I have time to be flirting with this fellow? Will we have time to talk together? How will our children raising be? Get to the bridge before you cross it. Sometimes those fear are suggestions from the enemy. You know, there are women who fear childbirth. They are not even pregnant yet. They are not even married. They fear that when they are pregnant, they will just lose their shape. What do you want? Children or sheep? Both. Then do exercise. Amen. If what you want is both, do exercise. Talk! And do all those things. But don't be afraid. Amen. Put your hand on your chest and say, I'm not afraid of marriage. Say it affirmatively. My home will be sweet. It will be heaven on earth. 
It will be heaven on earth. Hallelujah. God even encouraged us to say, enjoy the wife of your youth. Don't wait till you are 80 when there's no more teeth. Now say, baby, I love you. But why would you not love her? You are already 80. Amen. But whilst you are young, enjoy your marriage. Enjoy the wife of your youth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, because I have to rush. Now, the twelfth mistake is the mistake of matchmaking. Baba Maker wants you to marry his son because both of them are business partners. And then they feel if you are both married, the business empire will grow together. Don't let anybody matchmake you and don't matchmake anybody. I refuse to be matchmade. You get what I'm saying? I refuse to let any... You are not a stick of matches. Don't let anybody match you together. Know God's will for yourself and be bold. You have been shaken up and down. You've been afraid, timid. Anybody can talk you into anything. Enough is enough. Stay with your convictions. Amen. Somebody what I'm saying now. So, know God's will for yourself. Stay with it. Don't fall into the mistake of matchmaking. Don't let anybody match you with anybody. Somebody got what I'm saying now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Alright, so quickly I will have to jump to the next mistake that people make. Which is the 13th mistake. That's the mistake of hiding yourself from your counselors. You know, um, is somebody got what I'm saying now? The mistake of hiding yourself from your what? Counselors. No, nobody hides themselves from those that will bury them. You can't hide yourself from those that will bury you. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it is important that you have trusted counselors. The Bible said in multitude of counsel there is safety. You know what I'm saying now? So all those things you are seeing now that are red flags, the things that can bring tears to the both of you before you get married, laid bare. You know, so sir, this area, we've been able to settle this area, but this area is not going well. A girl went to meet a pastor for marriage counseling and the guy she's been saying is a man of God, is so this, this, this. His phone rang and it was Timaya that was singing. And the pastor told are you sure of the things you are saying? She knew the guy smokes once in a while when he gets depressed. And she hides the whole thing. Two days after wedding, he beat her into a pop. Her eyes were swollen like a frog. He, he punched the other eye from the eyes. You got what I'm saying now? Yeah. So, don't hide yourself from your counselors. God has blessed you with those counselors for a reason. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, don't make the mistake of hiding yourself from your counselors. So, the 14th mistake here is the mistake of laying faulty foundation. The mistake of laying faulty foundation. Um, the book of Psalms, chapter number 11, verse 3. The Bible said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? First Corinthians 3, verse 9 to 10. Paul was speaking to the Corinthians, said to them that I, as a wise master builder, have laid well the foundation and let everyone be careful how they build thereupon. Amen. So it takes wisdom to lay foundation. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Now says, true wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. So don't make fault. Don't lay faulty foundation. You know, people ignore very dangerous things. People ignore very dangerous things. So, please look up. Let me let me quickly talk to you at this junction. Um, look up. Anything you want your home to look like, start building a replica of such in the relationship. If you want a giving home, start learning to give together. If you learn, if you want a prosperous home, start learning to discuss finances. You know, one of the mistakes people do is that they are insecure about the issue of finance. You know, how much do you make? What are the things you can do around money? You know what I'm saying? If you want your home to be a praying home, start, you know, discussing. It is the kind of foundation that you lay that you will have. The way you lay your bed is the way you lie on it. Somebody is busy praying with his spouse, praying, 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 and then they pray every time. You know, they discuss God's word. They discuss about themselves, have time to go out and all those things. And the other one is busy sleeping with his own. 
the result will be different. God cannot be mocked. What a man sows is what he will reap. You get what I'm saying? If you remove sexual intercourse out of many relationships, there's nothing more there. And the guy knows. The girl too knows. You know, so marriage is a... It's it, 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 I, I don't want to use... I, I, permit me to use the word journey of no return. You know, apart from the fact that we're in this generation where people throw away anything that breaks and are not trying to mend it. Whenever there's a dispute, the question is, can we resolve? Not how can we resolve? You get what I'm saying now? So, ideally, ideally, it's supposed to be a journey that is, you know, an everlasting trip. You get what I'm saying now? But you have to lay foundation. You'll be with somebody for the rest of your life. What kind of person do you want to see? Is this the kind of person that when the enemy wants to attack, cannot see it coming? Somebody that when you need someone that will help you counsel the children or counsel the teenagers in church, cannot talk to them. Somebody that you are afraid of the way she will attend to your family. Anything you want to see, be bold about discussing them now. Discuss them with boldness. Discuss them with strength. You know, foundation laying season is a very tough season. And then, you know, when you are starting, um, the foundation laying season is the season of commencement. True or not true? Yes. And commencement of anything is the toughest phase. If you are learning how to type, you know what I'm saying? Using your five fingers, the way it should be typed. It, it, it's quite difficult. If you are learning to play on the keyboard, it's difficult. But then you get to a place that is called the place of rest. So the place of foundation, I don't think... The, 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 you see, the, the idea of a foundation is not beauty. The idea is strength. So in the scene of laying foundation, you are not looking for what is beautiful. You are looking for what is strong. So it, it takes energy, strength, effort, consistency to make it strong. So people don't want to invest energy. They don't want to invest strength. So they lay faulty foundation. Discuss everything that needs to be discussed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then another mistake, you know, still around the mistake of faulty foundation, is that people fail to build on the word of God. You know, you are, you are in a relationship with someone, that whenever any tribulation comes, the fellow will tell you, can we leave the Bible and face reality? That tells you that the word of God is not the fellow's reality. What do you do? You pause. You pause. You talk, you see. When I mean pause, I'm not saying you should stop the relationship. I'm saying both of you hold on. Don't be excited. Don't laugh it off. There are things you don't laugh off. There are things that when you hear, you say, please hold on. Did you, uh, did you just say what you just said now? Can we discuss about this? Are you telling me that when you are in a season of tribulation, the word of God cannot encourage you? You are with somebody that when the fellow is down, Bible, the word of God cannot make the fellow lively again. That's a big problem. True or not true? Yes. So there are things to be discussed. You have to build on the word. What is our perspective towards titan? What's our perspective towards church attendance? What's our perspective towards ministry? What's our perspective towards holiness? What's our perspective towards many things? Assumption is the mother of frustration. It's the lowest degree of man's intelligence. Don't assume. You get what I'm saying? Bring yourself down. Discuss these things. You know I've said to you that in the relationship people that are touching, they will not talk. And when they are talking, they will not touch. Because there will be too many things to go over and over and over and over again. I'm always scared. When people tell me that they are in a relationship and they don't have a problem. In the place of discussing, problem will come. In this world, you will have tribulation. True or not true? Or be of good shape because I've overcome the world. So when you are discussing to the point you, are, you should get to, I mean, there is going to be rancor. There will be friction. And that's a sign that you are doing something rightly. If you are avoiding the things you should touch, everything will look smooth until you get to the future. Both of you will be shocked. Build well. Hallelujah. Any home, anything that is enviable has to be built. Anywhere there is no structure, there is no enviable future. Amen. So there has to be structure. What, what, what are our persuasions? What, what do we believe? Amen. Who is our spiritual father? Who are those who are accountable to? Who is our mentor? Who are those who consider friends? Who are our allies? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Someone is learning something here. The 15th mistake is the mistake of over-familiarity. Over-familiarity. People will respect each other, loving, caring, charming, until they say yes. And when they say yes, they become familiar. You know, even love has to be protected. Love must be protected. You know what I'm saying? Love must be protected. So that we don't say because we now have each other that we can treat each other like, like crap. You can't just talk to your spouse anyhow. You know, you can't, you can't talk to your spouse. And these are the things 
These are the ways you know whether you are in trouble or not. You know, just with any two provocation, the fellow call you mad, call you stupid, call you all those kind of stuff. You know, there's, there's fire on the mountain. Don't ignore these things. I once heard a young lady that said that she cannot marry a man who cannot beat her. But a kind of husband must have action. And I was wondering, because she had seen all those things, that tells us that there's something within her that needs to be cast out. That's a demonic spirit. Who wants to stay in a house where you have been flogged? Breaking bottles every now and then. You get what I'm saying now? So these are things that needs to be checked. These are things that needs to be dealt with. Over familiarity is real. Sometimes in marriage, the way you were looking sweet and all nice, now you are married. Well, you are just 25. You are tying rapper up and down. Are you your grandma? You get what I'm saying? You are tying rapper. You know, you, you wake up in the morning, you are a girl, you went to university. Now you are twin stick in the house. Who has who bewitched you? You hear what I'm saying? You are a man too. You you know the way your six packs, everything was looking good. Now I said you have a wife. Look at your stomach. This swallow mother. You get what I'm saying? So these are things people do. You say now I have her, I can do anything I like. I, I, see, listen. The Bible said, Blessed are the mercy for they shall obtain what? Mercy. Have mercy on your spouse and make yourself appealing. It's a form of mercy. Have mercy on them. Let them see something nice. You get what I'm saying now? You are making breakfast in bed. You don't know the kind of breakfast to make. Every time you make oki. You get what I'm saying? I say the fellow is looking at you as a village person. The reason people aren't married, you make it look like the causes they are avoiding has finally come. You get what I'm saying? Be nice. Look good. You get what I'm saying now? Know what fits you. Hello. You guys are not looking at me. Do you get what I'm saying? Some things don't look good on you. Know what fits you. As a woman, you must know what fits you. Your husband has been going everywhere. Seeing food is ready. When he comes home, make sure food is ready here also. Let me leave that. Because some people have said that the role of a woman is not cooking. Everybody should know how to cook because they deserve to eat good food. You get what I'm saying now? Have mercy on each other. Don't be over familiar. You get what I'm saying now? Number 16. The mistake of dishonor. The mistake of what? Dishonor. You know? Honor is perception of what? Honor is the reflection of a fellow's what? The way you honor a fellow reveals their what, their weight in your hands. Hallelujah. So, people fall into the mistake of dishonoring each other because now they believe they have each other. So, you must deliberately choose to honor yourselves. I saw something some years ago. Somebody said, the only time you see an African man opening the door of a car for his wife. Okay, he said, when you see an African man opening the door of the car for his wife, it is either of these two things. Either the car is new or the wife is new. An average African man is not romantic. You are not an African man. You are a kingdom man. You get what I'm saying? The only gifts you've been buying for her is books. You get what I'm saying? Bible. Now she has King James. She has Dick's Bible. She has different study Bible. You don't have any other thing out of that jurisdiction to buy. You get what I'm saying? You say if you buy her flowers, she will not like it. Have you bought it in the first place? Buy her shawarma. These are good things to do. You get what I'm saying now? You don't need impartation before you have sense. You just have to look outside your jurisdiction. See the way other people do these things. You get what I'm saying now? You get what I'm saying now? So, uh this is somebody here who has just bought um, cake for his wife to be, for his darling. You get what I'm saying? So, take the cake. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, this is a way of being romantic. You get what I'm saying now? You have bought out different books from Billy Akoni to Oedipo, from Kenneth E. again to Rejoiner. Well, bless God for your life, Mr. Bookbuyer. You get what I'm saying? Switch. Learn to take her out. The only place you go for recreational activity is mountain. Church, prayer mountain, retreat center. Beyond all those things, sir, do something more. You get what I'm saying now? Hallelujah. Um, I saw somebody who posted something that um, why should a man kneel down to propose to his um, to propose to his babe or the wife to be? Because she's, she deserves it. You get what I'm saying? Because she what? She deserves it. On your, on your wedding day as a man, if you cry, you are not a weakling. It's a sign that you know somebody is giving you something precious. A good wife is the kind of gift only God can give. You get what I'm saying now? So honor. True what? Honor. That every day of my life, I will make, I will make real attempts to make sure I bring you goodness. I will make real attempts to make sure I bring smile on your face. I will wake up in the middle of the night and compose a good message that you will love when you wake up and tell her 
You got what I'm saying? That if love was a fruit, I would love apple. If love was a house or a big mansion. If love was a car, I would go for G-Wagon. If love was human, I would pick you. Hey! That's the punchline. You got what I'm saying? Not that you are saying that you are the only cockroach in my, in my nonsense. You got what I'm saying? You know how to write something very nice. You know there's a way you can make somebody read something and their network will be jamming. Hey! You got what I'm saying now? That the woman is just, you know, sometimes your, 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 your fiancé or your wife is at the place of work. You got what I'm saying? And you know she must be having a really hard time. You know, you, you can ease the tension by writing something extremely nice. Something very good. Baby, I'm just thinking about you now. Just to let you know I love you. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Amazing words. Glory to God. Is somebody following me now? Is somebody following what I'm saying now? Yeah. You must, you must learn to, to speak good words to each other. The Bible says good words, ill wounds. You hear what I'm saying now? It does. It does ill wounds. No one is complaining here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you must make good, you must make decisions. You see, you must be skillful. You must be skillful about making each other happy. Amen. You must be skillful about making each other happy. You know, you don't need anointing to make each other happy. Skillfulness and thoughtfulness. Knowing how to do small things in an unusual way. You got what I'm saying now? Small things in an, what? In an unusual way. You know, don't just present your fiancé with a gift. It is not bad if there's a note on it. Just to let you know I love you, baby. Just to let you know you are my all in all. I'm not saying that because I didn't see a note on that one. The only thing I saw on it is the receipt. But that's not what I'm saying now. Glory to God. Amen. Look up. You know, the colorfulness around your relationship is a reflection of the skillfulness of your mind. Yeah. It's a reflection of the skillfulness of your mind. That you must be skillful. You know, making each other happy is a deliberate effort. It's a very deliberate thing. Happiness doesn't jump into any relationship. It has to be done deliberately. And then, listen, men... If you notice that women are moved by words, it means you must sharpen your speech. You must know how to use that tool well. You get what I'm saying now? See, there's a way to speak to a woman that even if she has not said yes to you, she will start giving seats for you in church. Because it needs to be here. I mean, no one else needs to be here than him. You know, a woman might not have said yes to you, but she has kept a permanent space for you in her heart. He's the one here. He's the Lord over my heart. You get what I'm saying now? Very important things to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So it takes deliberate effort to make each other happy. You have to do it every day, day at a time. Something at a time. You know what I'm saying? Doing something that will make each other happy. Glory to God. Amen. So the mistake of honor. honor and when I say honor, I don't mean you start calling your spouse daddy me. Or uh, mommy, you know what I'm saying? Um, get good pet names. You not get these things in the book of Corinthians. You know what I'm saying? You, you get good pet names. Very nice one. Uh, because I saw a man. They said he should sing love song for his wife, and he was singing, "Winner, oh winner." If your spouse is important, you must make deliberate effort to show them. Don't ice them. You hear what I'm saying? Don't hide them. Tell it upon mountain tops. Say it on every hill. Let the world know what they mean to you. Hallelujah. Be skillful. And it is also important that you find out what makes your spouse happy. You hear what I'm saying? If your spouse says she likes Indomie, that Indomie is her best food, that doesn't mean you should kill her with Indomie. Be creative. Do some other things. Do some other things. You hear what I'm saying? And as a man, it is important you know how to cook too. So that you can know, you can serve your wife. Because, you see, if you don't know how to cook as a man, you will really suffer. Your wife will not cook all the days of her life. A time is coming, she will be pregnant and you will have to be the one in the kitchen. When those days finally come, will what you have sown not finally come to haunt you? Maybe you pour kerosene inside her egg or something. So learn to cook good food. There's no such thing as, as a man you don't know how to cook because women have to cook well because you are a man. You decide to eat good food. Glory to God. Somebody get what I'm saying now? Yeah. The 18th mistake. 
which is the mistake of no sorry the 17th mistake that's the mistake of downplaying the role of finances trivializing the role of money you got what I'm saying um, if you are creative with romance but you are broke you still not look romantic if you are creative with romance and you are broke you still not look romantic the joy of the bedroom in marriage is good financial account you get what I'm saying if debtor is knocking the door children's school fees is looming and all those things there's no way you try you not look romantic you look older than your age don't let anybody put you under pressure when you can't afford it yet talk about money at least make sure there is a consistent source of income sometimes the money that is coming in yet will demand that after marriage you wait for a year of living together as husband and wife before you now start inviting children you get what I'm saying now sometimes the children should come and meet that level of finance they will cost the both of you so talk about money talk about money but don't stretch yourself beyond what you can handle sew your clothes according to your available material on your wedding day you are trying to feed people who are not hungry if you cannot afford this share cabin biscuit and pure water and let everyone go to their father's house you get what I'm saying and then enjoy yourself okay let me balance it let me answer somebody's thought you will not have to share cabin biscuit on your wedding day in Jesus name but what I'm saying is that don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure do what you can afford if you cannot afford it stay on your lane talk about money how much do you earn I've said that it doesn't look like all is well with a relationship where the both parties are adding their salary from each other all doesn't look well you know um, if you look at the way God made the garden of Eden the Bible said there were five streams of water flowing into it it is good to have multiple streams of income you get what I'm saying and you must humble yourself to do that it is okay to have multiple streams of income invest in different things invest in um, many things that you know you can do invest in your wife let her start up different businesses if a man called to full time ministry you cannot marry a woman who is also in full time both of you will be hungry and your children will hate God that's the truth your children will hate ministry because you have shown to them that when people say yes to God they will be hungry so you must do your life in such a way that the next generation will be glad with the decisions you make don't trivialize money when we mention money don't be emotional don't be insecure if you are insecure it is a sign that you need to work on it you get what I'm saying don't throw it, don't, don't throw that guilt card that you know God is the one that knows everybody's timing keep quiet talk about it bluntly even if it will hurt you hallelujah don't downplay the role of finances talk about it So, the 19th and the 18th mistake is the mistake of unguided communication. The mistake of unguided communication. Let there be rules. The Bible said when we break the hedge, the serpent will strike. Alright, let every, let no evil communication proceed out of your mouth. All our conversations have to be guided. You know, we have to understand that in a good relationship it is not between you and your spouse it is between you and your spouse and God you, your spouse and God you, your spouse and God please check it, the cell is breaking it is between you, your spouse and God between you, your spouse and God so every relationship has to be guided amen it has to be watched you have to say only that which brings edification only that that, you know only what, um, if exposed to the light, will stand the test of time. Hallelujah. So, there has to be guided communication. Everything. Don't talk as though there is no God between you. Don't talk the other fellow down. And don't wake each other's emotions up when you are not ready for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the 19th mistake is the mistake of hiding from each other mistake of hiding hiding from each other in the book of Genesis chapter number 3 in the book of Genesis chapter number 3 when Adam and Eve sinned and the Bible says that in the cool of the evening they heard the voice of God walking in the garden 
and they eat themselves. And God cried out and said, Adam, where are you? And then he said, I hid myself where I saw that I was naked. You get what I'm saying? Understand that the fellow coming into your life has been wired and anointed to take care of your worst shame. Don't hide. Don't what? Don't hide. Believe that the fellow coming into your life can handle it. It is better to be hated for who you are than to be loved for who you are not. So don't hide yourself. Don't hide your scar. Don't hide your mistakes. Don't hide if you have, see, listen, if you are not a virgin, you've lost your virginity one way or the other. You get what I'm saying? Either you were raped, you were a victim of rape, because many things can be a cause of it. You get what I'm saying? And now you are about getting engaged. Say it. So the enemy will not come and play it and tender it as a joker card tomorrow in the future. Hallelujah. Don't hide from each other. Glory to God. And the last mistake is the mistake of hearing this message once. Amen. The last mistake is the mistake of hearing this message once. God bless you in the name of Jesus. In everything you do, the Lord will protect you. He will guide you with his love in the name of Jesus. You will not make mistakes. You will not fail. You will not make mistakes. Your home will be sweet in the name of Jesus.